Welcome to your Sacred Pattern Podcast, a logical, analytical approach to your spiritual journey and a home to advance your process as a heart-centered leader. Here we will cover patterns, purpose, and polarity from the perspective of spiritual beings having a human experience. I am your host, Ellen Tai, a process and mindset architect, dynamic shapeshifter, mirror, and alchemist. Join me as we bridge worlds and dive deep into the bliss of your sacred pattern. Get ready to have your mind blown. We're on episode 11 and this one is so fun. I was actually going to do an episode on how to know when it's time to leave corporate. That is something that was requested and I'm definitely going to do it. Maybe even a bonus episode this week, but I was really inspired to do this one because I think it's something that not a lot of people are talking about. And you know, I love those topics. So this one is all about how to make friends in your 30s because friendships and the idea of having friendships is so important to work-life soul balance. So before I get into this episode, a message to my entrepreneurs, if you are a true creative and visionary, meaning you have these brilliant ideas, but you don't know how to bring them live with your operations, or you have all of this time in the day, but you don't know how to use it effectively on the things that create results, I have something very special for you. It's called Work-Life Soul Balance, and it is a program unlike anything else on the market because we actually evaluate your energy investments and your business, personal life, and connection to self before we ever go in and start providing solutions. But once we have that solid foundation built, then we start doing the goal setting systems, time management routines, all from the lens of your unique energetic framework, i.e. your physical energy, motivation, and discipline. And the method I've created is a secret, but I will tell you that every one of my clients have results in just the first session alone because it is not your average session. We do a combination of mind mapping patterns and reflections to show you doors you may not have seen before. But the biggest thing is really like decluttering your mind and starting there. Uh, I believe in this program so much that if you don't get results in that first session, you'll get your money back. And if this is something that you've been looking for, send me a message and we'll jump on a call. If it's a fit, we'll go from there. But all in all, just remember that a world does exist where you feel supported and you get to build a foundation in your world that not only makes you feel safe, but you feel like you can actually breathe again. And it's something that will cradle you for the long haul. So now that you have that toolbox, let's get to the episode and why friendship is so important when it comes to work-life soul balance. The reason I wanted to make this episode is because I noticed that even though I had hundreds of acquaintances, when shit hit the fan, I really felt like there was only a couple people that I felt like I not could call on because I knew I could call on people, but people that I actually wanted to call on and hear their advice and have them hold me and support me. And it wasn't just when shit was hitting the fan. It was like being invited to certain events um, or having a group that goes out every couple of weeks. And it's a sole group of people that gets together every time. Like I wasn't really feeling like I had that. And over the last couple of weeks, 
now that I've gotten closer with a handful of new incredible girlfriends that I'll talk about later in the podcast, more and more truth was coming out that even though these women are so popular and they have large followings, it doesn't mean that they have a tribe. And there is a certain level where you don't really want to cross the line with your clients. And um, so you may have hundreds and thousands of people in your network or in your coaching programs or even in your circle, but they're not necessarily part of your tribe. So backtracking a little bit, um, one of the areas of my world that I have struggled with in high school is that beautiful sister wound that we all know and love, but I found it hard to make friends. So I don't know if it's because I went to a private school that had a graduating class in my eighth grade class of eight people, three other girls. Um, And then I went to an all girls Catholic high school with hundreds of women that all came from feeder Catholic schools. And I was like probably one of five women that wasn't Catholic and didn't come from a Catholic feeder school. So everybody already had their cliques in their groups. And I was lucky to also find a group um, that I could hang out with and that they were awesome. But, you know, there's still a lot of ups and downs going to a school with um, all women. And it was just a bit catty, lots of gossip, lots of drama, as you can imagine. Um, And then it wasn't until I went to college and I started having my own freedom and I joined a sorority and my sorority was like the greatest gift to me because we were all coming together with a greater mission. Um, There were opportunities to create friendships that weren't forced and they even connected you with like a big and little sister. So you had that one person that you always felt like was really looking out for you. So when I moved to Austin, I had this very fun kind of gallivanting stage where I was exploring all over all the different nature trails and restaurants and coffee shops. I was all over the place and it was so much fun and that was great. But then, you know, a couple of years went by and quarantine hit and that is when things started to go dark because I realized how much of my world was really based on having groups of people that I could interact with every single day. I don't know if it's about being a reflector, but I do know it's a very common thing that a lot of people can identify with, which is feeling alone, feeling alone in your home, maybe with your family, with your friends, just this idea of feeling alone. Um, And I went through it so bad. You know, I was starting a business and I was constantly going through it. It felt like every other day I was just on the floor crying or calling my mom crying or calling, you know, the two best friends that I could really rely on to get that advice from. Um, But one thing that I didn't feel like I had was a group of people to go to. And I'll tell you why that's important because we are primal creatures by nature and we're animals that are meant to be in a pack or in a tribe. And this thought came through in the middle of quarantine, which was there's a difference between community and tribe. And to me, the difference is that a community is a collection of people. And maybe you see them every so often. But your tribe is a much smaller group. And everybody in the tribe shares values. They're mission aligned. They need you just as much as you need them. And all together, y'all are working on something that is similar 
similar mission. You're walking in the same direction. These are the type of people that will inspire you and hold you in the times that are hard. Um, And they're so very necessary in going through this human experience journey together because you need your friendships. And even if you don't feel like you need any friendships, just try creating a tribe. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. So in this stage of my life, I just felt like I was a little duckling. Like, are you my mom? Are you my mom? Are you my mom? Like I would go to all these groups of friends and I would just be like, why won't they let me in? Like, why is nobody inviting me in? Why don't they see me? Why don't they need me? Why does nobody need me? And then it hit me. The brutal truth I had to ask was, do I even want to be friends with this group of people? Is it is it that I actually value and want to go deeper with this group of people? Or is it just about taking, 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 right? Which is never going to be reciprocal. Um, and it was an honest, hard truth that I had to slap myself with. And the other thing I realized is that you don't go out and find friends necessarily. You become a reflection of that group. And then you magnetize people in just because you are so seen. So what do I mean by that? I was seeing these powerful entrepreneurial women and just trying to get their attention. You know, like a little kid, like, look at me, look at me. But this other powerful realization came in that it's like, you haven't stepped through the journey that they, they've stepped through yet. Usually a lot of times, like, Friendships are actually built on a reciprocal relationship, i.e., is there something I can get from you and something you can get from me? And I know that that goes against conscious teachings, right? Because we're just supposed to love each other unconditionally. But the fact of the matter is that's just not true. Like we all have this unconscious desire to have a need fulfilled, and it doesn't have to be something bad. We just, we all have gifts to offer, and some of our gifts come together beautifully, and other gifts don't mesh and that's okay. So when I thought about, oh, I haven't walked through this journey, I'm not even talking about what my mission is. I haven't even stepped out and started getting the courage to talk on social media or to share my voice or to like really step into my belief system. And those are the type of things that will instantly get other people who have walked that journey to see you. Not just any people either, the people that are meant for you on your path. God puts people that are on your path. They are meant to be on your path and they're meant to help you on your journey. But they can't see you if you're not willing to be seen, right? You have to be willing to be seen and it can be edgy and it can be scary, but you know what? It is so beautiful once you've broken through that layer of our ego that tries to protect us into saying, don't be seen. Like if you're seen, it's just going to invite in all of this, fill in the blank. But for the entrepreneurs who have pushed through this layer, you know that there's only bounty on the other side. And sure, it may take time, but the quality of friendships that I've made after stepping into my purpose, and again, it doesn't have to be something so massive and major, but just like being open has really changed the game. So especially when it comes to this entrepreneurial journey, the thing is, is that we all have things in common. Every, almost every entrepreneur has gone through an initiation of sorts. And that's when a part of your ego has to die 
so that you can. So I would say that a lot of entrepreneurs have been through what I like to call the initiation. And that is that rough period of time that I explained earlier, but that can show up in really long sleepless nights and days where you just feel like you forget where you're going and whether or not you even have a purpose and how you are going to create a business and attract clients. And every entrepreneur, I would also say, has probably felt scarcity. I have for sure, you know, because you don't have consistent income coming in in the beginning until you've set up a practical system, which comes after you figure out what the hell you're even doing and what kind of product and offering you have to to give to people. But until you have those systems set up where you get a coach that can help you with systems, it is like a lot of scarcity and feeling unstable. Like where is the consistency? You don't have the check coming in every couple of weeks anymore. You don't have the 401k or the savings. And it just, it feels, it feels scary, but really it's also your lizard brain starts getting activated. So your lizard brain is what tells you that if you're not making money, you're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to have anywhere to live. You're not going to be able to get your basic needs met. And that's not true, but that doesn't matter to your logical system. What matters is to your nervous system. So your nervous system starts being like, prepare yourself, get ready. Like we're under attack even though you may have money in the bank and it's perfectly fine. But that first initial moment where you're like, oh my God, I didn't make money this month. What am I going to do is terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. So that's kind of one of the things that bonds you as an entrepreneur is you've had to be scrappy and figure it out. You've had to wear many hats to get things done. And when you start living that life and stepping into that hardship and overcoming it, like other people start recognizing you. So how did I even start to make friends? Well, the theme of my, I like to call it the theme of my Q2 revealed itself, and that was commitment. I was realizing there was areas in my relationship, my business, my friendships where I was not creating any kind of commitment. I was being flighty and choosing when I wanted to go to something and when I didn't, and that's just not how you create friendships. So when I started to indoctrinate when I started to absorb this idea that commitment was the route that I had to go in if I wanted to start feeling stable in my life and to start seeing results, then I also applied that to my friendships. So the way that I started making friends is that I had enough is enough moment. There were so many women that I wanted to be friends with and I was so scared, (laughs) so scared to just come up to them and do it. But I honed in on a few community events that I knew were happening weekly or monthly. And I just said, I'm going to choose a few events that really spark joy in me. And I'm going to go every single time, no matter what. Because when you work in a system like work-life soul balance, you realize that our energy doesn't always leak from one place. Our energy leaks from many different places. And if you can plug holes in them, then you can create a stable foundation. So I could just be like, well, I'm feeling unstable because my business didn't make money that month. Okay. That's one solution. But if when my business doesn't make money, I immediately go to feeling lonely and not having a support group that I can rely on, then there's two routes I can go. I can start making more money 
or I can go create a tribe of people that I can rely on whether I'm making money or not. If I'm going through something hard, I want to be able to call on somebody. And it also is so fulfilling to me when somebody calls on me. And I've had a couple women who are just very well-known entrepreneurs in Austin who randomly have texted me a couple in the same week. And they're like, hey, can you hold space? Yes, I'm honored to hold space, whatever you need. So it was... um, It started with a girlfriend of mine. Her name is Bertini. She does a sexy dance class every Friday. And I loved it. I went for the first time and I loved it. And I was like, every single Friday, I'm going to show up at this class. And I started seeing girlfriends that I would see in the community. And I would just get so excited to see them. I would give them a big hug. I would interact with them, engage with them. I would go out of my way to just be fearless and make that connection and show that love, even when things got scary or I felt like out of my comfort zone. And um, there was also a breathwork class that met every Friday morning. So I went to that. I went to a co-working group every Monday morning. And once a month, there was also this big community workout that is just such a blast. And so I committed to going to that. And because some of the women that I um wanted to be friends with, we're all going to these events. It just ended up naturally where, because I was showing up every time I would see them, we would give each other a hug. And then they started to rely on the fact that I was going to show up. Right. And so I'm saying this in relation to you, if you go and make the commitments to go to these events, people are going to start to notice that you are committed and it's that commitment that builds trust. And if they can trust you, then they can confide in you and maybe they'll invite you in and slowly but surely, if that's a fit, a bond will form pretty quickly, actually, I would say. And while I was in that process, one thing I realized is that these women that I thought were so badass and so confident, and why would they need another friend? They probably have so many friends. Like, they just wanted love too. Like we all just want love. And it's so much easier to just hide ourselves because of the people who have made us uncomfortable in the past or the people that we've perceived discomfort from in the past, but really putting your heart out. I started being so vulnerable as to say, yeah, sisterhood is a priority for me. Like, Hey, sisterhood is a priority for me. So I would love to go swimming this week. Um, just being open. Like it doesn't mean like sisterhood's a priority for me. You need to be my friend, <laughs> but it's just sisterhood's a priority for me. So that's another thing that I would suggest trying. Um, if there's any men listening to this podcast, also brotherhood, like brotherhood is a priority for me. And there are men's groups that you can join. Um, but that alone opened up an invitation to be invited to Steph and it happened fast. Uh, one girlfriend had a gathering of sisters and she invited me in. I made new friends with sisters and it just kind of became a thing. And I was committed to showing up so that they could like rely on me. The last thing I'll say is it does happen quickly in the sense of like, once you create a commitment to the universe, whatever that looks like right here, right now, we're talking about friendships, but whatever that commitment looks like, you will be rewarded because God, the universe rewards the steadfast. And if you want to take a more practical approach, which, you know, I love balance. So a practical approach is consistent action creates consistent rewards. Consistency is key. Now I'm at a place where I have such incredible girlfriends that when I hang out with them, I'm just like, 
is this real life? Like, I look up to you so much and you're over here asking for my opinion. You're seeing me. You're inspired by me. I'm so inspired by you. And I'm just honored to learn from you. I'm honored to share my gifts with you. And once you start to look around at your circle, you realize, oh, yeah, I'm really powerful. I do have something of value. And of course, you know, you shouldn't have to rely on friends to show you that. But I had a mentor once tell me that I don't measure abundance by the things that I have or what I've achieved, but I measure my abundance by the people that I surround myself with. That is the measure of abundance. My mentor also said one other thing that really stuck with me, which is when he decides who he will let into his circle, there's a filter for three different things. The three I's, which are inspire, integrity, and improve. Am I inspired by them? Do they act in integrity? And are they committed to improvement? And those are also things that you can consider when you make friends too is, what are my own filters? Because I will tell you that your level of success can already be evaluated by the five people that you're surrounding yourself with right here, right now. Have people in your circle that inspire you. Have people in your circle that you can inspire. But make sure that y'all are all going in the same direction, which is improvement, evolution, transformation, to being the best human you could possibly be, to being a loving and kind person who is abundant in all areas of their life. So just to recap, the ways that you can go out and make friends in your 30s is to find a couple of events that spark your interest, the type of people that you would want to see at those events and start going consistently as a priority. And when I say priority, I mean, even if you have other obligations, try your best to just cancel them and show up. Like, don't let it be something where you'll just choose, you know, maybe 7 p.m. rolls around and you're like, eh, I don't really want to go. And then you don't go. Make a commitment that you're going to show up consistently. The second one would be engage. Engage with those people. Make sure to put the extra effort into asking questions about other people and creating that connection, opening up your heart and love. And actually to add to that, um, before you go into any event, you can also sit with yourself and do a short meditation or a short kind of body scan. This is something that a mentor taught me. And it's essentially like scanning down your body and just continuing to repeat barriers down, barriers down, barriers down, barriers down, because it's the barriers that actually create the resistance from making our human connection come to fruition. So that is one thing. The other thing I will say is I would say you don't have to try so hard to make friends, but just continue walking in your own journey and expressing yourself in a way where you can feel seen by other people who will see that and be like, that is my person. For example, I have a girlfriend that I haven't seen in like a year and a half. And I recently noticed she moved back to Austin and I just wanted to get together with her. But one thing that really like opened my eyes as she did a post on dark feminine energy and shadow work. And I know that, that those words kind of scare people sometimes, but it's exactly what set her apart. Because for me, I know that 
when the words dark feminine energy and shadow work are not actually dark and most certainly not demonic. It's all in relation to shining light on areas of our world that we don't want to see, which takes so much courage so that we can further step into the light and live in a place of love, not just for ourselves and for others. But because that word is scary, you know, you might not attract so many people, um, but it certainly attracted me. And so right away I was like, oh my God, yes, I see you. We need to get together ASAP. And it was amazing. So another friend, um, I'm going to end the episode there, but as always, please continue the conversation with me. If you like this episode, follow me and let's continue the conversation on my Instagram, which is at LA underscore BT. If there are any other topics you want to hear about, send them my way. I love hearing from y'all and I hope you have an amazing week.